Welcome to this week's episode of Game Devs Quest. I'm Rhett. And I'm Taylor. And boy, howdy. We've had quite a week. It was yeah. pretty exciting. Uh, it felt somewhat slow for a while, like in terms of like the coding progress we made. Um, just because like we had a, like, a few short sessions rather than like marathon sessions. Mm-hmm. But like we've made some progress in the last two sessions that have like really, uh, really re invigorated me so yeah i'm really about excited about the the progress we made um especially even just minutes before starting this this podcast um but i'm really excited to talk about just everything that happened this week because we didn't only progress when it comes to coding we got a lot done uh in terms of podcast stuff too so i'm excited to talk about that um so how'd you do this week Rhett? individually i guess uh, I feel like, you know, I, I was pretty busy. I had talked to you earlier, um, like my only real day off that I had was yesterday, which was Thursday. And, um, you know, I spent most of that time, like really trying to hammer out the podcast details. Cause we're, you know, getting ready to launch. So there's a little peek behind the curtains for you guys. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to tighten down the music and all that sort of stuff but i did find a little bit of time to listen to some game keto podcasts um found some time to watch some more game developers conference which i say it every week but good lord like i am loving those videos on youtube um i don't know there's just something about like watching panelists talk about stuff that they're good at or not good at you know (laughs) Their, their trials and errors and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do they have uh, uh, different like episodes that are released each week, or is it just kind of like a... I think it's just like a bundle, a bundle. deal. Like, just look up Game Developers Conference, and you can find like different years okay. and different panels and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, it might just be like one guy talking or a team of guys talking, and they're talking maybe about their specific project or about their career in the industry. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And I find it really inspiring. Like it's like watching a Ted talk, but about only game development, you know, we should, uh, um, I think we may have linked to that in another episode on our, uh, show notes, but we should definitely put it back in again, since it obviously is having a pretty good effect on you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I managed to, uh, I did go back and read, um, over a lot of parts that, um, you know, I was having difficulty remembering and like the RG Whitaker or RB, oh. RB Whitaker, the yeah. uh, C sharp tutorial. I don't know if we've talked about that at all. I don't know. I was trying to remember that myself. Yeah. Uh, um, just briefly to mention, uh, when I first started learning C sharp, I read a book called, um, what was it called? C sharp. Yeah, the the C Sharp Player's Guide um, by R.B. Whitaker. And I've read several programming books, um, none all the way through uh, for school and things like that. And I've always found them really dense. 
But if you get a chance, if you're just learning C sharp, or even if you, you know, know C sharp and want a refresher or something, uh, this book is really good. It's, I feel like the most readable programming book I've ever read. Um, and the cool thing is he has, uh, R.B. Whitaker has a website um, where he goes over a lot of the stuff that he has in his book, um, but it's more of like in a tutorial form. And uh, since Rhett didn't have the book, um, I recommended looking at those to begin with. Um, and he's also really interested in game development. He uses Monogame. Um, which I've done a little bit with. And uh, so he has a bunch of tutorials on that uh, as well, which is cool. So um, if you get a chance, check it out. Um, I'm not sure what the website is off offhand. Oh, R- it's rbwhitaker.wiki.com. Yeah, we should uh, link to that in the show notes um, for people. Yeah, we should. I find that it has been like super great. Like I haven't read the book yet, the C Sharp Player's Guide, but honestly, from his tutorial, I've been dying to buy it. It's on Amazon for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. um, and I probably will. But he goes through um, everything just step by step, and in the tutorial, there is thirty three chapters all together. Um, each have like the cliff notes version at the top. If it's something that you're already familiar with, mm-hmm. um, he offers like fun little puzzles and challenges that are like really great to getting you to like coding on your own and like thinking, um, how a programmer might mm-hmm. think. Um, so I've been, I went back over that and like read over, um, you know, just some things to see if there was something that my knowledge now could, kind of apply towards the stuff that I read before, you know, does that make sense? Yeah. I probably said that really stupidly, but, <laughs> but to see if like, if there's any thing that I glossed over before without fully understanding it, that maybe I have a better grasp of now and can sort of understand it a little better. So yeah. Did you find, um, did you find anything in particular that you were like, Oh, like before you might've been like, like you said, glossed over that, but now you're like, Oh, Hey, like now I know what that means. Well, there's a couple things that were like really obvious and like for example, one of them you actually helped me with like weeks ago and it was that puzzle with the asterisks. Oh right. He he challenges you to make all these different shapes with asterisks using only one asterisk in your code. Mm-hmm. And it's like a console so, application, right? Right, yeah, it's just a little console thing. So he wants you to like draw all these shapes and make these different pyramids and do all this different stuff, but you can only use one asterisk in your code. And um, the thing that I didn't understand about it for the longest time was just like, <laughs> you know, like just based on how the console works, like it was so hard for me to think why the code that works for that puzzle works. Well, now that I've been working with you and doing all the stuff and like working with the console a lot, I'm like, Oh God, like yeah. why did I <laughs> overthink that before? Yeah. Like it's still kind of tricky. Cause you have to, you have to nest uh, two loops within one loop. Right. Um, and it's still a little confusing, but yeah, it's it, cool. Like it, it felt like an easier, like, um, like kind of an easier puzzle that would be on something like Euler's problems or whatever, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. That's a, that's a good, uh, especially when you're trying to understand how for loops work, that's a really good problem to try and solve. Um, well, cool. I'm glad you feel like you've gotten value out of that. Um, yeah. 
kind of switching gears a little bit, I wonder, uh, I wanted to see if you wanted to talk about your setup for how you're making our audio. Um, cause Rhett did a ton of work the last week on getting a theme song for us so that, uh, when our podcast starts, there's some theme music. And, uh, we had started last week after finishing our episode, kind of looking at it together and Rhett, Rhett had made some progress already, but, um, yeah. And I'm really excited about what he's done. So if you want to just talk about your setup, how, uh, what you work with and things like that, if, if anyone's interested. Yeah. Well, okay. So for the record, I will say like everything I do, uh, can just be done with your basic crap. I mean, I do have uh free loop studio. Um, I'm running free loop studio 12, which a lot of people, either love free loops or they hate it, but whatever, you can do this with your own DAW. If you have a Mac, you can use GarageBand or uh, Logic or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, so it wasn't too complicated. I found some old school, uh, like people had gone through and like sampled a bunch of like old school NES sounds, which mm-hmm. were uh, really inspiring, but I actually didn't end up like doing anything that was true 8-bit. <clears throat> I think... Taylor, you might agree that it, it kind of has that like quality to it, mm-hmm, for sure. but it's definitely not eight, but it, it's, um, I just use like the basic, um, sound waves, you know, yeah, uh, like the square waves and the sine waves and stuff like that. Um, but it has that cool sound like, that kinda... dance, kind of like dance music feel to it, kind of mixed in with some sort of eight. Yeah. Bit video game uh everybody theme. everybody who's listening to this like should definitely have heard the music for like the last <laughs> seven uh, like, or eight or seven yeah. episodes yeah. or whatever so um so you could definitely listen to it i was uh when i made it i was really inspired by tetris um i was like trying to make something that had that like kind of like hungarian or like russian feel to it yeah like i don't know if you can hear i can that. totally hear that um and I was kind of surprised to hear as well, like a lot of people's reactions to it was they're like, oh, this kind of reminds me of like being in the sewers in Mario as well. Yeah. Which is totally cool. Like I'm, I'm down for anything that inspires um, people to think about video games and stuff like that. But <laughs> yeah, cool. But um, yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah, so with I had a lot of fun how it's turning out. So yeah. And I'm glad like the biggest progress I've made both times were when, uh, you were with me yeah. you were kind of collaborating on it because it's like, I just get in my own head and I didn't think it was good enough, but I'm actually really happy with the way it turned out. So yeah, me too. Um, anybody who's uh, into it should uh, take a look at it. I'd be happy to, you know, I don't know, answer any questions about it or do a little write up on it. I do music a lot more than I do coding. So it's like <laughs> something that I actually have some intellectual insight into. Yeah. I definitely think um, in terms of where our skills at, your skills are, much more like apparent i guess uh to video game like design and like when we uh earlier we were kind of writing some story and i'm like saying the most basic sounding stuff and Rhett's like <laughs> using this really complicated lot or language that flows really well i'm like oh <laughs> All right. It wasn't so, well, it wasn't it wasn't complicated, but it just like sounds way better than the way that I speak about it. So, you got that going for you. You got um a lot of experience with audio work and uh maybe well, maybe with art too, probably. I don't know. So, I have been drawing a lot too. Cool. I uh, have been like getting a bunch of just like random art prompts and like 
basically doing like 10 minute uh, like blitz sketches of these things and like nice. seeing what I come up with. It's like a lot of fun to do. And then on top of the music and on top of all the writing I've been doing this week, it's felt like a really accomplished week. And then to top it all off, like getting some like really tangible, cool things done with our game. Yeah. It's just like this week has felt like, even though I've been super busy and like contemplating ritual suicide every day, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's felt really accomplished. So good. Um, yeah, man, I've been like the whole week. I had a pretty busy week at work. Um, so I come home and I just be tired and, you know, struggling with, I mean, I, I should do more than just code, but most of the time I'm like, I spend my evenings programming. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I've just been itching for like fr- Friday to come because I'm excited to work with you and excited to actually make some progress. So, um, but I did, I made some progress this week, uh, mostly on, I think I spoke about it last time. I'm making a console game that's uh, just a replica of the old snake game you get on your phone. Um, and I made some pretty good progress, but I'm having some trouble um, too that I still need to figure out what's going on with that. But basically um, I have the player like moving across the screen. And if the actual player hits a button like up or W it'll switch directions and continue to go without like holding the button down. Um, and then I basically print like an, a red asterisk in the console that represents like the apple or whatever. And when the player goes over that, it eats the apple and then randomly spawns another apple and another coordinate. Um, then I have like these walls kind of going around. And uh, if you run into the walls, you lose. I have scoring set up. The, the problem right now basically is that when they eat an apple, I'm having trouble getting the length of the snake to increase and like stay attached to itself. Um, and I'm trying to figure out how that's working. I'm using a list as like the snake basically. And each time it goes over the apple, it adds um, a- actually a, another class like another object that's just coordinates to that list and uh it's just not writing properly and so i have to kind of think about how to how to get that working but i'm pretty excited about it um once i'm finished it'll be pretty cool so that was mostly what i worked on this week um beyond that some uh resources that i ran into this week uh i listened to a couple of really cool uh, episodes that were inspiring of Gamkito or Game Devs Quest that I liked. Um, one of them was by the Game Devs like you. Or what? Are, oh, did I say Game Devs Quest? Yeah, well, that's us, baby. Hey, I did listen to our some of our. Old, oh, like, that's episodes. true. You did, yeah. <laughs> Rhett, uh, Rhett finished another episode, and I was I started listening to it just to see. Like, of course, I want to hear my own voice and make sure I don't sound like an idiot, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, sorry, yeah, game game devs like you. Uh, two episodes I listened to that I really liked. One was with a guy named C. E. Hayes, and he's uh, basically an indie developer that works all on his own. He does um, all of the sound, all of the game design, all of the assets, and all of the programming on his own. And he's making um, 
this game right now called Prawn Jeremy. <laughs> it's kind of a joke, I guess, about like what's that like porn star's name? Like Jeremy something. I don't know. Famous. Oh, a famous porn star. Yeah. I can't remember his name. That like old disgusting yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's into like that a day to remember music video. That's like the only reason I know who he is, but uh but anyways, he's making it all on his own and it was just really cool hearing him talk about like um the whole process, you know, like I'm primarily a programmer and so it's cool hearing this guy saying like, "Oh, you know, like I wanted to make better game music, so I started like teaching myself piano and uh you know, I I also started struggling with programming so here are the resources i used to like learn programming on my own he everything that he knows is pretty much like on his own as far as i remember and it's cool like hearing about all the stuff he has like for his computer setup and um just really in depth i feel like it was a good glimpse into what it takes to to be an indie developer um to the point where you're nearly professional i guess so that was a good episode. Another one I really liked was um, Chris Delion live at LA uh, Indie Dev Club. Oh, nice. Excuse me. It's it's uh, normally Chris Delion is uh, interviewing somebody, but it's about him. It's like a live recording of him talking uh, to a game developer club and people just asking him questions. And I feel like it was a really good resource and hearing his perspective on things. So. If you get a chance. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Like hearing people talk, especially like to an audience, like there's just something to it. Yeah. Well, people just have like natural questions that apply to others in their situation like me, you know. <laughs> so if you get a chance, uh, check out those two episodes. I'm sure there's a lot of other good ones. Um, what else? I failed r- my challenge. Uh, I listened to a little bit of... Ryu, Ryu, Ryo Fukui. Uh, oh, right, yeah. <clears throat> but I kind of forgot about it, honestly. So, Well, Taylor, you're only missing out on <laughs> your own, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You've only hurt yourself. <laughs> um, only other resource uh, I wanted to mention was um, I'm excited to, to play more of this, but Rhett mentioned dwarf fortress to me um (laughs) and the reason i'm excited about dwarf fortress i i've never played it before but i i installed it on my computer and it kind of opened it and looked looked at it it basically looks like a console application and it's all kind of like it's almost like a roguelike game kind of like terraria or like minecraft in a way but there's also like kind of real-time strategy elements to it i think um, but, like Civ management, yeah, like stuff Civ too, management yeah. kind of stuff. Um, it's cool though, like that style. It's it looks mainly like ASCII art, but it's like different colors, and uh, it's just one of those things where it sh- it feels like something that if we were to like go hardcore on a project, especially using like a console application, we could make that. You know, um, so it's kind of inspiring. I want to spend some time playing that this week, so. Yeah, I I should too. Like I've followed this game for so long and have 
never really played it. Like I downloaded it once and started it up and I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like this, the learning curve yeah. is steep. Okay. And I usually jump straight into games with high learning curves, but um, yeah, I think I like was like, I'm going to go play Dota instead or something. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what I was thinking. But, yeah. Um, I just thought it looked really cool. And the fact that it is kind of console-esque um, makes me excited. It makes me want to develop a game. Oh, yeah, like, dude. Like the one and we're the people, developing. the people who uh, support this game are just, like, fanatics. Really? I mean, yeah, dude, you got to go under the Reddit, the subreddit. You got to just, like, follow this community because they are so supportive. Like, they'll help new people get into the game. Like, there's so many resources for it. So nice. it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. But. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm um, checked that out. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the progress we made on the game this week? Yeah, dude, I feel like we've done a lot of really cool stuff. Last week, if you guys remember, we, uh, spent a lot of time, like, really focusing on the combat mechanics, uh, which stemmed from that rock, paper, scissors idea, um, and this week we spent a lot of time, um, kind of, like, rehashing out the stats. I think we did that last week, too, but... Uh, we created a way for the player's stats to be kind of uh, not necessarily randomly determined, but uh, we've created some like fun little RP uh, like role playing questions that will uh, help determine the player's starting stats. Um, and then we're trying to just basically create like a tangible intro to the, our game that you can play, and that way we can. You know, it's like, here's the beginning of the game, boom, like, and you can kind of play through it yeah. up until the point where things get complicated. Yeah. Um, and we had a lot of fun with that. Taylor had a really cool idea uh, putting ASCII art into it. Yeah. And um, I at wish first we... I was hesitant, but... What? <laughs> I was saying, uh, at first I was really hesitant about it, but after seeing it, like, it looks so badass. Yeah. I wish that we, like, knew how to make it the ASCII art on our own. I'm sure we could figure it out, but I uh, found a website that just like I Googled ASCII art castles or something. And man, like some of the results that come up are so awesome. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We picked a couple that are, I guess a little bit simpler um, because right now the way that we're like writing it to the console is just with console.writeline. And then you have to take each individual line and like, use a separate command for that um so it's pretty tedious to get it in there but once it's in there it's like dang this is awesome (laughs) yeah i i thought it was gonna be dumb like personally i was like this is gonna be so dumb and then you put the first one in on the title screen i was like well that's pretty cool and then when we decided to like couple it with the storyline text and like put one at the bottom i was like okay (laughs) this is gonna be so cool (laughs) yeah um we need to work out some of the specifics on it, but right now we have just kind of a title screen um, that says, like, Welcome to Tournament Fighter. We need to pick a name, probably better mm-hmm. than Tournament Fighter. but And then it shows, like, this picture of a castle. It's all ASCII art. And then from there, you, like, press a key to continue, and it starts, like, telling you a little bit about the story um, where, you know, you've been invited to this tournament and... Um, whoever wins the tournament will get fame and fortune. And then you're like, you know, walking down the mountainside, whatever. And you see like the, uh, what do we say? Ragnar's gate begin to emerge from the distance or whatever. And then that's where we have like this other kind of 
um, castle-y, I guess, what would you call that? Like a keep or oh, ta- like a tower in the distance that shows up. Yeah. So Yeah, we put it just like a little turret, basically. Yeah. Um, I was pretty excited about <clears throat> what we did today. Um, I learned a couple things about the console class. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to mention, like, our, at first, um, when we... St- when we got past the the first title screen and it starts t- telling the story, it just printed the text to the screen, like, all in a block, you know? And it looked okay, but it just wasn't, like, grabbing my attention, basically. So we had this idea where um, the text kind of, almost like typewriters onto the screen, like each yeah, character crawls out yeah exactly like each character gets put onto the screen one at a time and so we wrote this function that i feel like is pretty cool where um you feed the function a string and then the uh we write a for each loop that loops through each character in the string and then it writes that character to the screen and then uses thread.sleep to like pause for for i guess i say a second but it's actually like a few milliseconds and it kind of gives this illusion of like the screen or the um, characters being written one at a time across the screen, which I felt was really cool. Um, we have a couple other things in there that that I think are fun. One of them is like if you press any button, it'll skip. So uh, skip the slow typing, and it just appears on the screen. That way, if someone's played it multiple times, it um, they don't have to sit through the, and wait that whole time for it to write. Um, but a couple cool things I learned about the console. Uh, there's a console.set window size and console.set buffer size command where you can make it so that everybody has the same uh, console screen size. Because normally you hit start and it's kind of like you have extra room in the console that you don't really need. Um, and you can like scroll to the side or scroll to the scroll vertically. Um, and so setting, we need to figure out the exact size that works, but setting the, uh, different sizes I thought was pretty cool. Um, and then what else we console dot cursor visible, you can change it so that the, uh, cursor shows or doesn't show. There's also another one. I forget what it was console dot, um, like cursor, what was it? Cursor size where you can. Uh, make the cursor size bigger or smaller. It's like a percentage, which was interesting. Um, but we just set the console cursor visible to false so it doesn't show up. Um, so that was kind of cool. Like most of the time when you first are starting programming, when you learn like the console commands, you're only really using it for writing and reading. So if you just go into Visual Studios and type console dot, and then look through some of the different things. There's a lot of extra functions and um, properties that you can look at that are really cool. So I'd, I'd recommend doing that if you are writing a console application or whatever to look through some of those because there's a lot of useful stuff that you wouldn't think is there. So Right. Yeah, I was pretty... I I thought that was really cool. I had come back from a bathroom break and Taylor <laughs> like hashing out all this stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> well, and like these little things 
that we're adding, I feel like just make it feel much more like a game. And yeah. it feels a lot more polished just by adding these little things into it. Um, yeah, it's true. I was thinking the same thing. So it's like really minute details, but it's like we added that. And then I was like, wow, this looks so cool compared to what we had like five minutes ago that looked like, you know, some noob was writing a program, you know? Right. So. Well, isn't it funny? Like, isn't it funny how us figuring out how to like type the text out and it's like, oh my God, like we're game developers. <laughs> and it, and then it's the same, it was the same thing with our song. Like, remember we listened to the intro song this morning. We're like, I don't know. And then we literally just like rearranged it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was like, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, we, we just make these tiny little improvements and now we like feel like we're awesome or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so great yeah well it's just like it's the beauty of i think like being an artist in general is like those moments where you find that you you know you've put all this work into it whatever the project might be Mm -hmm. but it doesn't feel uh like legitimate to you but then you find that one small tiny little (laughs) you know extra effort that you can nudge into it and all of a sudden you know it's just like that's it. That's what I was missing. Like, I'm a professional now. Like, you know? Yeah, for sure. It, those are the moments where being an artist, like, feel really good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The way that, even just, like, the way that we're organizing our code now, like, today we uh, also created a game class, and we're using that as kind of like a controller for the flow of the game, as opposed to using, like, the main function. Like, even just having that all organized, I'm like, oh, dude, like, this feels so good. <laughs> right, yeah. So, um, let's see, what else we got going here? Um, did you get a, I guess you did talk about kind of learning through. I still uh, want you to try to write <laughs> some code on your own. <laughs> uh, and uh, And maybe we can pair up on that um soon um, yeah i think last week we talked about pairing up yeah or i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but yeah i think that should be your yeah. goal for this week is to um even if it's just for like an hour like let's let's work together and have you drive because I, okay. I i feel like you're getting a lot out of this but maybe i'm just hoping that i don't know <laughs> Um, and so I think it'd be, you'd get even more out of it if you were, uh, doing the coding too. No, I agree. I agree. So yeah, I've been, uh, I've been really psyched about this lately. So yeah, feels good. Feels good. And I got to say, you've been pretty patient just like watching me code. Like well, I, f- I feel kind of like bad sometimes. You always say like, you always say like, I hope this isn't boring to you. And it's like. I am getting stuff out of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I know. I actually really enjoy. Like, it's fun working on this with you because, because it feels like you know, and maybe I am just deluding myself, but it feels like I am learning a lot. Yeah. And like the lingo is becoming like normalized uh-huh. in my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's part of it. Like I remember when we first started, it'd just be like, "What do you mean when you say that?" And you're like, "Well, see this." <laughs> you're like. <laughs> That's a function, Rhett. 
<laughs> uh, well, but I, I do feel like you are getting something out of it because like you offer suggestions that do like make a lot of sense or you notice when I've made a mistake, uh, it seems like more often. Um, and also like, what was I talking? Oh, I was talking about, um, uh, passing, passing parameter as a reference versus passing as value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, as I was like talking about that, I, I also was talking about like return types and stuff. And I, I was like, I want to make sure like, you know what I'm talking about here. And you're like, Oh yeah. Return types like blah, blah, blah. And you just like spit off like what it was. I was like, okay, cool. Like you are making progress. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, even a broken clock gets it right twice a day. Too. <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, we should definitely, well, and I was, I mentioned this before, but I think it'd be a, cool thing to do um a live twitch stream of us programming together with having you drive um yeah boy and maybe maybe other times with me driving too but i think it'd be kind of cool especially for people who are in similar boats as you where they have fairly limited programming experience to kind of like watch along with us and maybe get pick up on a couple things well let's put that on the books um coming up uh i don't know if not the end of this month like maybe right at the start of april or like we could do it as part of our game jam if we really wanted to get a game jam we could just take an hour that's true and we'll do mine and then we'll spend the rest of the day game jamming yeah that sounds really good i'd like to i think it would be a good idea to post some episodes before we do a twitch stream maybe or a game jam Um, yeah i agree we'll have uh we'll have a few up here pretty soon yeah the music was the bit like the biggest obstacle that I was dragging my feet on. Yeah. So yeah, I think it was like every time I was editing podcasts, I was just like, I can't think about this while I have that bit like looming <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Which is so like it's so hokey because I was telling Taylor this before, but all my other podcasts, the way we did it is like totally like the punk rock, like who gives a crap? It was like. Oh, you want a podcast? Okay, here's our podcast. Oh, we don't have intro music? Okay, well, five episodes in, here's your intro music. Oh, we don't have outro music? Okay, ten episodes in, here's our outro music. It was like always changing and evolving like that. And, yeah. And uh, we had put up pretty much a product that, like, I am really proud of our first podcasts um, on, on my other podcasts, mm-hmm. but they're not as polished as these will be. Um, oh, that's good. And I just... <laughs> I just rather do that i'd rather have something polished like you know i don't know i'm just trying something new yeah so but i think um not saying anything is wrong with your other podcast but i think both of us are pretty serious about this at this point in time so we want it to be really good and not to say you didn't on the other ones but i feel like we're just really on the same page about practically everything taylor I think you're confusing the quality of my podcasts with my desire for them to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Just because they're uh, shit they're, doesn't mean that I don't want them to be good. They're not, dude. They're not. Like I, I told you last week that I listened to every episode of a game at dinner in the span of like, I don't know, 36 hours. Like <laughs> clearly they're not bad. Yeah. Uh, well, it's just something new, you know, and A Game at Dinner was the latest podcast that I had created. Um, so, like, that one's even a little bit more polished than the others. Like, that one started right away with yeah. intro music and all that sort of stuff. And and a good goal. Like, the other ones didn't even have goals. They just, like, 
you know, like Duel of Taints started, it was just like, here's us arguing about Star Wars. And then in the next episode, it was like, uh-oh, did we just like burn, like burn this fuse all the way down? Like, where do we go? We argued about Star Wars for 90 minutes last time. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man. So I don't know. I am excited about this one. And I'm glad to have somebody that's interested in not only the content, but like the my side of things too like it was so helpful to have you just like sitting over my shoulder basically while i was making the music like good having somebody to like bounce ideas off and you can say like i don't know about that and it's just like yeah he's right yeah i don't know about it either (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i think it's uh just that whole process of working on it together just pairing up be a lot i feel like we're a lot more efficient when we do that than if we were just to sit there and do it ourselves so Right, I agree. And it's, and you know, I, like, I kind of felt the same way that you were when we were doing the code. It's like, I kind of felt like I might have been wasting your time when I was doing the music. And I felt like a lot of pressure to, like, be efficient yeah. while doing it. But no. it really was better. Like, in the two hours that you and I spent on doing that, I got more accomplished than, like, the 10 hours I spent on my own. <laughs> like, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, And it's not like I sat there just staring at it. I really screwed around and tried a whole bunch of different things i even started a new song i was like this one's not working (laughs) yeah yeah. i don't know i think it's just that like um creative flow uh is is better spent being shared than pent up on your on yourself or whatever so Mm, i love sharing (laughs) my creative flow (laughs) Uh, i really have a good way of wording things don't i yeah, you do. Sexy. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I feel like we're getting pretty close to being finished sharing what we have, unless you had other things. I, I know uh, we did make some progress um, on, like, the business side of the podcast. I wanted to get to that a little bit, too. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. I was just going to, yeah, t- I was going to steer into the skid. Um. So last week we did create a Twitter account. We have an email account. Um, so if you want to get a hold of us, tweet at us at, at GameDevsQuest. Uh, you can email us at gdq at airpodcast.com. Uh, thanks to Rhett for putting up uh, our stuff on his uh, podcast network, AirPodcast. Yeah, and you'll be able to find all of our podcasts either here um here <laughs> either on the website at airpodcast.com um, or you'll be able to find them um, on iTunes or at Stitcher uh, Stitcher Radio or Stitcher.com I guess um, or your favorite podcasting app uh, will be everywhere so make sure you do that subscribe if you like it um, yeah. and anytime you want to get a hold of us like Twitter is a good way um, like Taylor said, at Game Devs Quest, we'll be checking that pretty regularly and trying to communicate with everyone as much as possible. Yeah, currently we don't have a lot on there because we don't have any episodes posted. But by the time you listen to this, right. we should have quite a few episodes posted. So hit us yeah, up. Yeah, because this is the seventh episode. So by the <laughs> time you are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, goals for next week? Um. How do you feel about posting uh, maybe three podcasts? Do you think we can yeah. do that? Yep. I'll have three uh, three podcasts posted by next time we record. Next Friday. Cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, 
and then after doing that, I guess we'll get a little more active on Twitter. Um, what else we got? I want to keep going on the console game, finish up the whole intro portion. Yep, we'll uh, we'll keep getting together, coding on that. Um, if we can find some time to uh, pair up for me to drive, yeah. that'd be great. Um, and I I know that we uh, keep like trying to uh, grasp on to the Udemy course. Um, but I think while we're doing this and we're both really busy, maybe we should just like put that on pause for now. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Um, we've made, you know, we made really good progress on it. We learned some cool things. Let's finish this console app. Yeah. And then on our next project, when we, you know, maybe if we start using, working with unity, yeah. we'll go back and we'll finish up the Udemy courses. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't want to like draw that out too much because like I was really crushed to realize that like we still have 300 uh, <laughs> videos left to watch. See, you got crushed and I was excited because it means there's that much more to learn. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right. Uh, the glass is half empty. I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I tried. Uh, I think I maybe got through half of a nine minute video this this last week and i was like screw it i'm gonna work on my snake game you know yeah but <laughs> i know what well, and that was me too it's like i was like turned it on and i was like eh, i'll work on podcasts or eh, i'll work on writing or yeah. i'll work on music or whatever it's just like yeah. any moment i had to myself was spent on this project so yeah and i mean it makes sense that we would kind of shift gears since we aren't going with unity right now but again I would say within the next couple of months, we should pick that up and hit it hard since by the end of the year, we want to release something on an app store or whatever. Yeah. So. I definitely don't want it to dry up. I want to keep, I, I do want to, uh, you know, hit it while it's hot, but yeah. uh, I think it'll be hot by the time we, you know, get really rolling on this console app. I'm not sure how long this console app will take. I mean, I realize like we're really not that far <laughs> along when you break it down, but yeah, but we've uh, laid a lot of good foundational work. So yeah, I agree. Um, I think it will um, probably take us several months, to be honest, but um, I don't know. I, I think it's worth it. I agree. So, um, And for the listeners, uh, just like every week, um, I'm going to make sure my code or our code is posted uh, in the show notes. So if you want to, if you're following along, just want to see how we're progressing and look at our code. Uh, that'll be up. Um, I also think it'd be cool now that we have something to show for it, right? If we could uh, export the exe of of the game and uh, make it available, so they can just actually see what we're doing, that'd be cool too. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> so um, we'll get that set up for you guys as well. Um, otherwise, Rhett, you have anything else you want to talk about before we head out? Um. No, not really. Um, <laughs> I think we about covered it, and we're kind of like right at our mark that we wanted to hit. So yeah, we finally stuck uh, to one of our goals instead of like I know for sure. <laughs> usually, I think we say forty to fifty minutes or something, and we are like in an hour ten most of the time. <laughs> yeah, so eh, forty-five is good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say uh, yeah. Let's just keep up on this project. Uh, make sure Taylor, you keep excited about Japan. Yeah. Um, you know, studying your Japanese. You know it, man. And, yeah, we're um, planning a trip to Japan, Rhett and I and our wives, and uh, making some headway on that as well. So, 
Yeah, dude. It's just been a productive motherfucking week. <laughs> it has. <sighs> yeah, I'm excited. Feels yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. uh, thanks for joining us for Game Devs Quest. I'm Taylor. I'm Rhett. Take care, guys. Cue that music. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.